Gopakumar continued. As they went inside, and I stayed outside the gate, I saw someone come and begin to enter that city. He was on a transcendental airplane that was rich with opulences of hundreds of universes. Singing wonderful songs and glorifying the Lord in many other ways, he was filled with happiness. His splendid handsomeness and other features were like the Lord's. Thinking he was Lord Hadi, again and again I said to him, O Lord, please save me. He had once covered his ears, bowed down before me, and stopped me with these words. He said, I am a servant. I am a servant of the servants. And he went inside. Then another person, who was more opulent and glorious, came. Seeing him, I thought he must be the Lord of the universes, who in his pastimes had gone somewhere and was now re-entering his own city. Seeing me respectfully bowing down and speaking prayers as I had before, he affectionately spoke to me, as the other person had, and then he entered the city. More persons, some alone, some in groups of two, and some in very large groups, came, each more glorious than those before, and entered the Lord's city. Seeing them as before, I dived into an ocean of awe and reverence, bowed down before them, and offered prayers to them. But they stopped me and spoke to me with the nectar of affectionate words, as the others had before them. Some were carrying things to offer the Lord, and some, intoxicated by the nectar of loving devotion, ran ahead. Their minds and senses were intent on their own specific services. They were decorated with pastimes of the bliss of wonderful services. All their limbs decorated with decorations they wore. They were glorious as the Lord himself. Bowing down and reciting prayers, they acted wonderfully. They enjoyed a wonder of great pastimes, as emperors do. They yearned to see the lotus feet of the Lord, the goddess of fortune's husband. Some came with associates, some with paraphernalia, and others with both associates and paraphernalia. Some merged their associates and paraphernalia in their own selves and became like penniless, solitary sages, plunged in the nectar of meditation. Some, moment by moment, manifested different wonderful and charming forms, each opulent with different and wonderful ornaments, features, and pastimes. Some were humans, some monkeys, some demigods, some demons, and some sages. Others carried the marks of being initiated in the orders of Varna and Ashram. Some were like Indra, Chandra, and the other demigods. Some had three eyes, some four heads, and some four arms. Some had eight arms, and some had a thousand faces. I will tell you the reason for this great wonder. How can they who taste nectar of devotion to Lord Krishna not be handsome? The glories of Vaikuntha Loka, Vaikuntha's residence, and Vaikuntha's hero are all beyond the material world and cannot be described with examples drawn from the world of five elements. O Brahman, because you are a resident of the material world, 
and because your thoughts and vision are placed within the material world, I have used material examples so certain things may be easily understood. I pray that Lord Hari will forgive any offenses I may have committed because of this. The residents of Vaikuntha are all equal. Then again, amongst them, there are gradations of higher and lower. There is no contradiction in this. For them, there is no envy or any fault. They have thousands of natural, eternal, transcendental virtues. Although to external vision, they may be seen as materialists eager for material pleasure, the liberated souls worship their feet. Although they never accept material forms, they do playfully manifest many wonderful forms appropriate for the Lord's pastimes. Although they are different, they all have the same nature. That place, its many airplanes, and everything there are all like that. Sanatana Goswami explains that in Vaikuntha, everything is Sat, Chit, and Ananda. Because everything there is spiritual, it is, in one sense, all one. Still, variety is manifested as a natural feature of the Lord's pastimes. In this way, everything there is simultaneously one and different. Gopakumar continued, Sometimes everything there seems made of gold and jewels, and sometimes they seem made of solidified moonlight. With power given by the Lord, this place can be understood to a certain extent. It cannot be understood in any other way. The material mind has no power to grasp the truth of it. No one can understand it without having seen it. Only in this way can one properly describe it. For they who see Vaikuntha, the happiness of seeing the impersonal Brahman becomes very insignificant. It stops as if it were embarrassed. Self-satisfied impersonalists, whose desires are all fulfilled and who have renounced everything, when they have the association of Vaishnavas, give up everything they have learned and attained, and, understanding what is really valuable and what is worthless, enter the path of devotional service. I have personally seen this very clearly.